0: Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. Years ago, I began recording the bedtime stories I told my children every night. Now, I'd like to share those stories with you. I hope you enjoy my Stories for Wonderful Children.
1: About the garnets
2: the garnet,
1: as you know, there is a little girl named Vanella, and she lives in a very special house full of many special rooms. but the most special room of all is Vanella's because everything in Vanella's room is pink and blue, except for one thing and what is that one thing, Rebecca
2: the sea fan.
1: Yes. And what color is the ceiling fan
2: Purple!
1: Usually the ceiling fan is purple. But on this particular day, something special had happened. Her daddy had installed a switch on the wall. It was a little dial, like we used to turn the lights up and down in our living room. And when she turned the dial, it changed the color of her ceiling fan. And on this particular day, she had twisted the dial to white. And so the ceiling fan was white. It also had settings for pink and blue and brown and sort of a shiny silver color and a gold color and even a rather sort of pale green color. But she had left it set to white. She had gone to bed after setting it to white and during the night she had woken up and she had lain there for a moment wondering what it was that had woken her up before she remembered there was something strange in her room. There was a noise and the noise sounded like this. And as soon as she woke up enough to think about it, she realized that she recognized that noise. Who was that? Who makes that kind of noise?
2: I know Theodore.
1: Theodore, yes. Theodore. Vanilla had sat up and sure enough, there at the Good or bad was Theodore. She said, Well, good evening, Theodore. How are you? I'm fine. I've come it's with an invitation
2: time. from, from Fliberty Gibbet.
1: When I said, Oh, what's the invitation? Flipperty Gibbet says that he has a problem. That requires your special skills. He would like you to come tomorrow and he wants you to bring your bead string. And I said, Okay. And so when she woke up that morning, she had popped right out of bed. And gone to where she kept all her beads and gotten some string out that she usually made used to make necklaces. Then she had slid downstairs and had a good breakfast, told her mommy that she was going to see Flibbertigibbet. of and she had run outside to the backyard. There in the backyard, she had run back to the wall and she had climbed up on it and turned around three times, saying, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway, Cat's Paw Highway. Take me where I want to go. And when she turned around, she was in the middle of a deep, green, jungle. It had rained recently, and the leaves were all dripping water. And there were so many leaves and trees that the sunlight sort of filtered down through them and made everything look just a little bit green. There, in the midst of the jungle, was Flupitichuva's palace. It was built. It was white. The steps leading up to it were made out of a dark black stone, and the white of the castle had sort of stripes of black through it, sort of like fluty Gibbet's stripes. She climbed up the steps to the castle. The guards were clearly expecting her because they just nodded their big furry heads at her and waved her through. She walked through the door. The servant cats pointed her to a part of the castle she'd never been to before. She walked on for quite some time until she came to a large room. She opened the door, and there was a table in the room and paintings all around the walls. Flippity was sitting at the big table, resting his paws on it and looking a little worried. Manella said, hello, Flipperty Gippet Oh,
3: Vanilla, thank you uh, so much for coming. I have a problem. And I think that you can help me with it. And I said, well, sure,
1: I'll try. He said, Wonella, look at these oh, paintings. So Anella went around the room and looked at the paintings. In each painting, there was a tiger. Each tiger wore a crown and a robe and a necklace and had a royal scepter. Wonella said, yes,
3: I've looked at them. These paintings show all the kings and the queens of the cats before me. That the last one is a picture of my a mother, who was the a queen of the cats, he said, and it is my turn to have a my a picture painted, but I have a problem. He said, look at me,
1: Winella. So she looked at him, and he was wearing a crown, and he had a scepter, and he had the royal cape. She looked carefully at him. She said, hey, you're missing the necklace. And Flippity Chippet said,
3: oh, you are a very a smart little girl. Here is my problem. The necklace, I was wearing it for an official meeting a few weeks ago, and the necklace broke, and all of the beads have gone all over the palace. I have had my servants collect them, but I do not have someone who is really a good necklace maker. And I have seen the beautiful necklaces you make with beads. I was hoping that you could assemble the a necklace for me so that I may wear it for my opening. Manila
1: said, well,
2: I would yeah, be it happy
1: did. to flip each So she got out her necklace thread and, she, and he said, Oh, here are the beads that my
3: servants have picked up."
1: And he gave her a box. The box was made out of a beautiful wood, and it had a tiger painted on the lid. When Ella opened it, the inside was lined with velvet of a deep red color. It was very soft, and the box was full of beads. The first thing when did was gently set the beads out on the table. She said, I'll get right to work on this with a And he said, "Oh, thank you. I have some
3: business to attend to. I must go out. I will see you after. I will see you at lunchtime. We can have some a tuna fish sandwiches together.
2: What and when Nellie said, "Liberty, give it, always, always, always have to mention tuna fish,"
1: So it's his favorite food, and, and if you're a you get to eat your favorite food
2: because
1: he likes it. So.
3: He said, do you think you would have, be able to have the necklace done by
0: lunchtime?
2: Flippery Jim is f- talking, and, and when he's talking, his voice gets so crooked.
1: Yeah. He said, and when Winela said, oh, yes, I should be able to have this finished by lunchtime, no problem. Excellent.
3: Then I will tell the royal painter to be here uh, right after a lunch.
1: And then flipped each of it left. The first thing Winella did was pour out the box of beads gently on the table. And then she spread them out and sorted them. There were some gold beads. There were a number of black beads made out of ebony. There were some white pearl beads. And there were some beautiful garnet beads. Winella looked up at the paintings to see what the necklace was supposed to look like, and she went to work stringing beads on. She had strung the beads on and was about halfway done when she got to the part with the garnets. She strung on a garnet and then an ebony bead and then a garnet and then a pearl bead and then another garnet and another pearl bead bead and then a garnet and another ebony bead and then she looked for the fifth garnet. She said, oh dear. She looked back in the box to see if perhaps she had missed a garnet, but the box was empty. She looked at all the beads on the table and double-checked. No garnet. She was quite sure she hadn't dropped any, but she scooted back from the table anyway and looked over the floor. No garnet. Oh dear, she said, I can't finish the necklace without the garnet. I wonder if perhaps they didn't find it and they just didn't realize that she left the necklace on the table and went out the door. She looked around, and the first servant she saw, she said, Excuse me, could you help me for a moment?
2: Meow. Certainly, Miss Vanilla. How can I help you?
1: Well, Flippity Chippet is having me reassemble the royal necklace, and it would appear that one of the garnets is missing.
2: Meow. Meow. Oh, no.
1: Can you tell me? I don't, don't worry. We, we just need to find it. Where was Flipperty Gibbet when his necklace broke?
2: He was in the. Mm, he was in the. Uh, the The room with the. Mm, he was in the gardening room. the 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 uh, the greenhouse. Meow. Great. Can you show me where the greenhouse is, please? Sure.
1: And so she followed the little cat. She led her to a big room.
2: What's name was the girl? I don't What's know. She was... didn't know. She didn't know. Her, she name knows the... her name was Lucy.
1: Lucy? Okay. When Lucy got her to the greenhouse, she said,
2: If you need any help, you let me know. My name is Lucy, okay?
1: Okay. Thank you, Lucy.
2: You're welcome, Miss Winella. Yeah, oh my.
1: Winella looked around the greenhouse. The first thing she did was look at the floor. But the floor had been kept very clean, and she didn't see anything. She thought, no, if I were incarnate, where would I be? She looked around between all the plants. She didn't see anything. She figured the cats must have looked very well. So she sat down and pondered for a moment. While she was pondering, she started to notice that there was a beautiful bird song greenhouse. She looked up and she could see that there was a bird that had built its nest up at the very top of the greenhouse. The bird was sitting in its nest singing. (laughs) Manila pondered, where could that garnet be?
2: She looked at the bird for a moment. She thought, I wonder if that bird
1: that bird is a blue jay.
2: Blue jays
1: really like shiny things. She stuck her head out the door of the greenhouse and said, Lucy! Lucy! But she didn't She didn't see the cat, so she called again, Lucy!
2: Meow!
1: A moment later, Lucy came patting by the corner.
2: Yes, Miss Vanilla, how can I help
1: you? I was wondering, could you give me a ladder? I need to take a look in that jay nest in the the greenhouse.
2: Meow! The flippity said we're not to bother that bird.
1: Well, yes, I know, but I think I need to just check the nest. I won't hurt the bird.
2: Meow! Well, you're flippity Gibbet's friend. I guess it must be okay. But if he asks, I only did this because you told me to.
1: That'll be fine, Lucy. When Ella waited for a moment, and the cat reappeared, carrying a stepladder ladder. She gave it to Winella, and Winella set the ladder up and climbed slowly up. The blue jay watched her carefully out of one eye. And when she got to the top rung of the ladder, it spread its wings and sort of soared a few feet away, where she couldn't reach it from the top of the ladder, but where it could keep a close eye on her. Winella climbed up and peeked into the nest. There were a number of things in the nest. There was a safety pen. There was the top to a milk container. There was someone's wristwatch, and Renella wondered how the bird had managed, could have managed to get a watch all the way up there. There was a little bit of someone's shoelace, and there at the bottom, Renella caught just the faintest little flash of sort of a red-brown color. Very carefully, she poked her finger into the nest, moved the things aside, and there at the bottom, the last garnet bead. Quickly, she picked it out of the nest and climbed down the ladder. She dashed out of the greenhouse, looking at her watch. It was almost lunchtime. Flippity it would be back, and the painter would be back with him. She said, "Lucy, how do I get back to the room where I was in?" Lucy. But Lucy was not around. Manella thought for a moment. I think it was this way. She started to walk that direction. She started. Things started to look more familiar. So she sort of ran, and then after a moment, things weren't looking familiar anymore. So she turned around and went back to the last place they looked familiar and realized that she had missed a turn. So she made that turn, and she ran around, ran along, and then she saw a familiar door up ahead. She ducked in. Liberty Jibbit was not in the room yet. She quickly strung the garnet bead onto the necklace and then finished up the second half. Pearl, ebony, pearl, ebony, ebony, pearl, pearl. She looked up at the she looked up at the painting. She had misplaced a pearl. She had to take three beads off and rearrange them and put them back on. And she had just slipped the last bead onto the necklace when she heard the big padding paws approaching the door. Flipperty Chippet stuck his big furry head in and said, Oh, oh, now it is beautiful. Did you have any problems? And Ronella said, I'll tell you over lunch, Flipperty Chippet. And that's what she did. He took her out to his garden, where they had a lunch of tuna fish sandwiches and cherries and glasses why of milk can, with a little bit.
2: Why, can, why does does always love?
1: For the same reason that you usually like peanut butter sandwiches. It's just a food he liked. She told him the whole story about what had happened and about how she'd had to find the last garnet. Flippity Gibbet was very impressed. He said, oh...
3: You are such a smart little girl. I never thought to look in the bird's nest. I'd forgotten how much Jays like a shiny things. And
2: was I was foolish
1: nest? in that I did not...
2: The, fo- in that I
1: the bird went back to its nest after when I got the bead out. Yes. I was foolish that I did not realize that there was a bead missing he took the necklace after he had finished his tuna fish sandwich and put it on his neck.
3: And then he said,
1: I'm a it to have my portrait painted. How do I look? And Rinella took her hairbrush out of her pocket. And she brushed one little tuft of fur that wasn't quite in the right place from the top of Flippity Chibbit's head. And she said, There, now you look perfect. And Flippity Chibbit said, Oh, thank you so much. And then he went and he went to get his picture painted. When Ella went home and told, went up to the roof and told Joe
2: the Flo-Berty whole story. What did Fliberty Gibbet get, a, get his picture? What was the adder scene of Fliberty Gibbet's picture?
1: Oh, what was around him? He had it painted in the garden so that um, all his pretty flowers that he likes to grow
0: were around him. And that is the end. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created, told, and edited today's story. Questions and witty commentary were supplied by my children. The music was composed by Brandon Thompson. If you enjoy the show, please tell someone about it or leave a review on your podcast provider. Our email is storiesforwonderfulchildren at gmail.com. You can also contact us on Facebook or Twitter. I'll see you next time.